You're listening to Seen the Sequel, the movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we are talking about 1986's Oscar winner, Platoon, directed by Oliver Stone and starring a whole host of Hollywood A-list cast and, as ever, alongside me, three men, hell is the impossibility of reason. That's what this place feels like, hell. I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. Welcome back, guys. As you know, each episode, we have got 30 minutes to come up with to a sequel to a film that's never been made. We've all watched a film recently, uh, so we're going to talk about the film, talk about the sequel, we're going to cast it, we're going to put a director to it, we're going to name it, and then probably we're going to ruin one of your favourite films with a pitch at the end. Well, um, we're doing some classics at the moment, and this week is no exception. 1986's Platoon. What a film. Who wants to kick things off? Al, I'm going to go over to you, man. Platoon. Yeah, I um, I like Nam films. Yeah, I do. I've, I've always liked Nam films. But you know what? I, I, Platoon, it's good. And it's very, it's solid. But I don't particularly love it. I mean, it's all right. I like Platoon. I think I prefer um, its follow-up. You know, like not the sequel, but its follow-up, Born on the Fourth of July. Um, and obviously, I prefer Full Metal Jacket and Apocalypse Now. I don't know. It's like I think it's all right. That's I don't know. I, I think I don't know if that's like a shocking statement. Is it? It's a me. Hollywood platoon film, isn't it? It's just it's a straight. Hollywood. It's very straightforward war, and like a very, <laughs> like a very, a very linear war film, like and the, with the voiceovers and letters to grandma and stuff. And then, whereas Apocalypse Now and Full Metal Jacket gave you so much more than that, I suppose. Which Nam film, which is more what I associate with Nam films. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Is that really that. Contra- is that really controversial to say that? I don't agree with it. It's a straightforward Nam film. I don't think it's a straightforward war film at all. Really, um, the film doesn't really have a plot in the same way as those other films that you're talking about. Like Apocalypse Now has a plot. It's a travel to someone, and then there's the big reveal and stuff. This is more about just how just pointless it is so like and and it's so it's about the individual it's about people's feelings isn't it and it's about the lack of trust and everyone becomes an enemy including the people on your own team the politics of like the the troop that you're in splitting in half and that becoming even a bigger battle than the battle against the Viet Cong um, I guess that's the clues, the clues in the title a little bit. Platoon. It's about the platoon, and that's all it's about. Yeah, and then um, like, I get, and I, I guess, um, yeah. Like, do they have? I'm trying to think about it now. Do they have? Like, I know what you're saying. Apocalypse Now. There's a mission. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Save, it has a proper save, Hollywood plot. To saving this. Private Ryan. There's a mission. Yeah, yeah. This is just like. Um, just being this there, is just like a fly on the wall, almost, isn't it? Like it's just about just how just utterly utterly pointless the whole thing is and they mentioned it a couple of times oh it's politics it's politics and it might be politics for the people in washington and that but for your average soldier war is just utterly pointless it's just one faceless person shooting another faceless person every single day like that's it and that and i think this film does a pretty good job of showing that joe what do you think does it stack up um I like I like Platoon. I think it's a very I think it's a very good film. Uh, I, I I agree with Al that I don't think it it stands up as one of the greatest Vietnam War films ever made because that's fucking hard to do. Having said that, it'll probably when now I'm thinking about it, it's like it'll be in you know I can't name I mean, that think, many. It'll be look, in the top five, wouldn't it? 100%. Yeah, think about what you just said. It's not as good as Apocalypse Now. Well, yeah. I mean, not much is as good as Apocalypse Now. So that's pretty, it's pretty hard to do. Uh, and I agree with John. What I liked the most about it is how like claustrophobic it is. How sort of like, um, I read something earlier that said, that described it as an on the ground Vietnam 
war film. And that's just perfect description, as in like it very rarely pulls out to give you any sense of scale. And I don't mean like on the camera, like it doesn't cut away to like news readers, like telling you at what point you are in the war. Like it doesn't matter. It's shit there. And you're with this group of people and you're getting to know these characters. And that's what I like about it the most. um, I don't. Uh, I don't rate it as um, so like Al. I don't. I don't put it up there. Uh, I, and I don't. It's probably worth pointing out. I don't put any Oliver Stone film in my like you know top films list ever. So maybe there's something in that. Um, I think it's good. I, it gets a little bit tiresome with the letters to Grandma. I don't think those those bits are that well written. It's uh, it's a bit like you know fill you in on on the kind of character he is and how he's feeling. It's a bit cheaty. Um, but I actually wonder if they put more of that in when they um, you know saw saw the rushes and thought maybe we're not getting enough out of Charlie Sheen as we need to. Uh, and let's 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 give him some more emotion in the words that he writes to his grandma. Is this? Um, can I ask you a question? Because I, for me, Platoon was like the first Vietnam film I saw. It's almost like entry level Vietnam. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, was it for you? No, I think Apocalypse Now was probably my first, and obviously started at the top. But that's just because it was the one that I, I, I sort of knew about the most. But I know what I mean. It's like if someone said to me, "What should, you know? Where shall I start?" I'd probably would say Platoon over that. Do you know what I mean? It's it's. I, I, I feel like it's a good starting point. And Oliver Stone was in Nam, right? That's why yeah. he, that's he was like a, he was in Nam, and that's why he's obsessed with it. I, I've got an Oliver Stone film in my top ten. Have any of you? Oh. Got, have you guys, James, James, and John? No, I doubt it. Although I do like Oliver Stone. Um, he's he's sort of his own it, worst w- enemy, isn't is it? Wall uh, Wall Street. Wall Street 2, mate. Uh, no, <laughs> no it's J, J, JFK. One hundred percent in my top ten. I just. Um, Go on, John. Can I just say something? So what Joe was saying about the well-written thing, yeah, I agree with that. And, and I, when I was watching this with, with his letters to home, I was wondering, like, would they? Would it be better? It might be stylistically, aesthetically better if if they were better written. But then I was thinking, like, he's not supposed to be... I'm trying to think of other people that have been in wars, like George Orwell fought in the Spanish Civil War and wrote about it. But he, but Charlie Sheen's character, he's not supposed to be George Orwell. So he, I don't know if it would make it better by having his writing better written. Would it make it feel less realistic? Is it, he just it, a grunt? To clarify, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, like, you know, the quality of his own writing in that character. It was the quality, there was something that he said, which was something like, um, it's like my mum and dad always used to say, which, which, which to me feels like that was written for us, the viewer, mm-hmm. not for the grandma. That was like, that was context. Like that was, that was, uh, that was for us. So th- yeah. that's where I thought the writing fell down. Probably yeah, worked probably work if he got rid of the word the as well. That's what mum and dad used to say. Anyway. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because you could also argue, and I'm not trying to say you're wrong here, I'm just just for discussion. He could he could also <laughs> potentially be writing those letters for himself, but he's just writing them to grandma to give it some sort of semblance of... Sure. There's one, All right, there's we get one, it, John. You one, fucking one, love this film. All right, mate. There, I don't, I don't. One, I'm just... I'm joking. One other thing I wanted to just say that I fucking adored, uh, which was just Willem Dafoe. Oh, Oh. I mean, uh, here, you know, and, here I, and Behringer, what, what, what a partnership trade off, you know? Yeah. I, it's one of those performances that makes you like, you know, go onto their IMDB, go through every single movie that they've ever been in and think, should I watch that? Should I watch that? Where are my gaps on this guy? I thought it was amazing. The amazing that shot is iconic. That lifting up at the end, arms, throwing his arms in the air, slow-mo. It's as, it's a cliche as it is just a brilliant moment. And well, also what? 
Go what on, caught what caught me in that moment was that I paused shortly after that moment and realised that it's like halfway point, like just yeah. after halfway through the film. There's a lot of film still to go. I always think after. of it as the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on I, the acting, the one thing I will say I don't like about this film, Charlie Sheen is not is is easily the worst actor in it. There are moments where like when there is where there are scenes where there's a scene where he beats up Tom Berry always always trying to beat him up and then gets turned around mm. and just before that when it's like do it do it this is when his when it's close up to him on camera it is pitiful. It is just so but you can tell he's acting so much and a lot of this film when you read about it is made about like, how Oliver Stone made the the shoot really grueling and when people died in the film they were sent they were sent home to be away from the cast and all this stuff and it's like well this doesn't seem to have affected Charlie Sheen at all. Charlie Sheen, though, it's like, it is, as soon as it starts, and I remember thinking, oh, yeah, Charlie Sheen's the lead. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Charlie Sheen. With his and, red bandana that never gets dirty. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, of course, it's Charlie Sheen. But then then I realised, I was sort of, as it was starting, I was like, but this is a really serious film. And like, I'm a big Young Guns fan. And like, obviously, like, <laughs> Two and a half shots, but I was going to be like, yeah, how can he do this? And I no, thought he was quite. I thought he was quite good when he was going mental and getting the guy to, you know, the sort of simple village man to uh, to dance. Mm, when he started, yeah, yeah. when he started going off the rails, and, he start, and you know, then the emotion after that that came out, and then Kevin, you know, Johnny Drama, Kevin Dillon comes in, and it's that's one of the most scarring moments of the film. But I, yeah, I mean, I, th- um, I just got to talk a little bit about we're talking about the film, but I mean, the cast of this is pretty damn impressessive when you look at the actual lineup. I mean, Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, Willem Dafoe, Forrest Whitaker, John C. McGinley, who is absolutely on fire when he works out that he's gone through all of that effort yeah. it's got to go back in and <laughs> he's, he's just, the leader now <laughs> it's just but I just I, for me um, the thing that stands out for me is the use of Barbara's Adagio for strings the first time I heard it in this film and since then it's just a perfect example of right music right film it's so synonymous with this film now you can't play that and not think platoon and i think that's just very i love i love you know great music selection i just i just it's a good i think i'm with you on this it's a good film it's not the best nam film we could go hamburger hill we go thin red line you know it's not ham it's not ham thin not hamburger hill, hamburger hill. <laughs> so, and thin red lines of world that's, war two world war two that's Guadalcanal. canal yeah that's how long the list is <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, here we are talking about a sequel. I'm sorry, I still am not over that. You know, it might not be the best in the world. Maybe yeah. it's maybe not like a hell. Robocop either. Yeah, my other favourite Nam film is probably Endgame after this. I don't know about you. Brilliant. Guys. Brilliant. Well, oh no, my favourite's um, Mrs. Doubtfire. So, um, Forrest here we Gump, are talk- uh, actually. I knew no, you no. were going to say Forrest Gump. I knew it. I was wondering if Forrest Gump was going to creep into the, oh, it's got a Vietnam section in it. The rain goes up, the rain goes sideways. Fuck off, Gump. Right. Anyway, here we are talking about Platoon. Who wants to kick things off with um, Platoon 2? Let's face it, at the end, Chris is going home. Defoe's dead. John C. McGinley's just gone back in. So who wants to pick things up? Before we kick off... Aaron just dead as well. Well, yeah, you were just... I'm glad you mentioned that, John, because just before... I just want to say, Tom Berenger, right? Who the fuck is he? Like, he's famous (laughs) and he's a name. And I'm like, Tom Very famous actor. Yeah, very... But then then I looked him up and I was like, why? But I've seen... He's always been a name. I'm like, what have I seen of Tom Berenger's? Nothing. Platoon. Like, this. what else is there? I don't know. Like, what? tell me, what is he in? But I know the Platoon. name so well. Do you Platoon. know what I mean? He's in, um, he's in, he's in, he's in, he's in something called the Sniper franchise. <laughs> 
where he Just plays like the lead. Why is he sniper. famous? Why is oh, he? Yeah. Why is he a name? He's though? the dad, isn't he? He's Killian Murphy's dad in um, Inception, isn't he? What? What? <laughs> oh god, this is such that, an edit that, out. That, All right, okay. That, if this makes the famous. cut, I'll be absolutely surprised. <laughs> Who's Tom Berenger? Oh, he's in this film. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What the fuck? I'm never four, sure. anyway, no, but it's four movie experts come up with sequels. Exactly. Who's Tom Berenger? <laughs> it's a good point, though. He's a name and like an almost A-lister, but he's for some reason he's not in anything. <laughs> Yeah. Great. Good point, Al. Right. Okay. Who's going to pick up Platoon 2? Who's going to pick up Platoon 2? I, struggle, I, I struggled. I struggled with this. Um, I, I th- and I struggled while I was watching it with this in mind, thinking... Oh, Born on the 4th of July. Were you going to turn it into well, Born on yeah, the 4th of July? Yeah, yeah. you could do. Um, I thought... Look, you've got the one, the one blessing... You call it a blessing, right? The one thing that you've got is that Chris uh, slash Charlie Sheen survives at the end. Okay, so so there's there's an in there for a, a, a bit of a sequel. Um, in order for Charlie Sheen to play himself now, like the actor Charlie Sheen, to be the, the right age, you'd need to set it in the 80s. So I, I played around with that for a while, um, but couldn't think of a, a good film at all, unless you just make Taxi Driver, but with Charlie Sheen. I don't it. know what you mean by it has to be set in the eighties. Just well, otherwise you have you start having to age up Charlie Sheen or de-age him, as in as in the age as in it's sixty nine. It's sixty nine. It's set, isn't it? Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So so. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're oh, so we're we're thirty <laughs> years on, so you need to set it in the nineties. And you, I don't know. Just mm-hmm. I, I I got lost down that. Uh, I went modern day. Um, uh, like um, like an old person home for veterans, survivors. And that is the only way that I could think that you get all of these great characters, surviving characters, back in the room. Well, they nice. All, they all happen okay. to be... No, is it? Nice. They all happen <laughs> to be... They all, yeah, I'm they not all, sure it was nice, but it's what I had. They all happen well, to be in the same fucking retirement community. All right, well, look, I, th- I think there's a good point to pull some of these characters back because, you know, I'd love to see Forrest Whitaker back because he's just fantastic in, in, in whatever he does but uh, so I think there's a good starting point there Al what you got I was going a bit sillier um, but but fun um, well actually I, I don't know all you've got is they're in a nursing home so that's it's just a step <laughs> so I can start, see that though directed by Alexander point. Payne I get <laughs> I guess and also it's the platoon they're together in the in the, in the nursing home I had like satirical um, Nam 2 present day and the U- the US go back into Nam, and it's <laughs> all a satir- business. It's, oh, it's, wow. it's, it's a satirical. It's a satirical because you know, like I said, Platoon is sort of the quintessential Nam film, mm. with maybe not so much of that. Um, you know that, that the edge that Apocalypse Now and Full Metal Jacket have got. So yeah, Nam too. So completely satirical. Um, there's a fear on like com- hot shots. Fear on, no, that's I wouldn't say that's a satire. It's like that's oh. a spoof. I don't know, like. It's um it's an alternative universe where we go back into Nam and it's branded as like Nam Two, and um, is and, you this know, your I thought, sequel to Platoon? I thought it'd be pretty fucking funny or quite fascinating. And yeah, I mean, it could be like a fight with China, but Vietnam and Cambodia is the battleground. We're going back in. Imagine what you know. What would it be like if the US had to go back <laughs> into Nam? And, and we're sending Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Sheen would be like some sort of general, you see. He's, he, you know, he'd be popping in. So you get a lot. I'll bring back Johnny Drama. Kevin Dillon would be in it, and um, Forrest Whitaker, like you said. Uh, Tony Todd, you know, Candyman. John C. Like McGinley. That. John C. McGinley, yeah, he was excellent in Scrubs. 
Um, so what the, would so, the story uh, be, though? So what about... I mean, Platoon I like 2, the, man. It's, um, <laughs> oh, right, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, this time, but this time it's... Um, I don't know. It's set in the future. Big fu- pans. Set in the future, so maybe the guns are lasers. Don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah, well, yeah, it's getting better. Right, John, John, what you got? Pull well, it back. Really, the only thing I thought of was that maybe behind the scenes they could have just been fucking loads of Vietnamese women and now there's just <laughs> loads of little Vietnamese American kids running around. In Vietnam. That's what you said about uh, Simon Phoenix in Demolition Man as well. You, suge- you suggested that, <laughs> you suggested that he, he bred. Same idea. <laughs> right, oh, yeah. well, far be it from us to repeat ourselves. What about this? We take uh, one of my other favourite um, Vietnam films, Deer Hunter. So we take the aftermath of small town Sheen and, you know, meeting up with characters again for maybe a reunion or maybe they bump into each other by accident and somehow they're thrown together still you know, old, for pers- a, old yeah. person's retirement home hey I've got it. something like that I've but you got- know or a bar Sheen could run a bar you know just somehow someone walks through the door of a bar that he's working there's Forrest Whitaker and he orders a drink and that's the first thing can I have a drink please and the camera pans up mm. and Sheen's behind the bar but you need something in the real world oh, yeah, I'm and not s- sure if Charlie Sheen and Forrest Whitaker would like look old enough to be in a retirement home uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, but what? But you said thirty years was is how long ago Platoon was, right? So sixty nine. We could set it on Millennium Eve, and they're uh, like, there's some reason they're getting together for like why? You know, why? Well, because well, it's thirty maybe. years from when Platoon was set. Oh, and that's okay. how that's how long the characters the characters the characters would have aged. So 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 in order to not have to age them up or like you know put them in fat suits. Well, I'm saying you. you well, everyone's you, you saying said I'm, it in nineteen ninety nine. Well, it's, it's a nice coincidence. You say, you say like why it. would they get to, why would they get together? I'm saying, well, oh, we need an event. If only there was an event. Celebrate the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spoken <sighs> to you for thirty years. Do you want to come to the millennium <laughs> Times Square <laughs> with me? How about, the boys. How, about, how about this? How about how about? Um, Look, the first film's pretty bleak, isn't it? So I think it's safe what, to Vietnam assume... What, Vietnam film? Yeah, it's pretty bleak. Yeah, it, yeah. So it's safe to assume that the, 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 this uh, sequel is going to be pretty bleak. 1999, on the millenni- on the eve of the millennium, Ooh, they've he's gotten going together. Uh, I'm going with it. They've gotten together because they've had such a shit time afterwards. They've not been celebrated whatsoever. Uh, you know, they, they are um, really suffering from... What do you call it? Post-traumatic stress syndrome. PTSD. Yeah. Having a tough time. They get together to uh, to to take a stand on the eve of the millennium to, <laughs> like you know, do something um, together. Like I don't know, fucking blow something up. Um, <laughs> you are in the White House. What do you mean? Why communal commun like uh, domestic terrorism? Yeah, I yeah, think so. I like yeah, to 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 be to be listened to, to be oh, heard. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. has gone right off on one, has he? Then <clears throat> in real yeah, life, well, they, yes, they all they all have. I think <laughs> I think they they all have. Right, they all come back mentally scarred for life for obvious reasons. Okay, so therefore, pretty... then let's let's think about this. Then, so there needs to be a reason that they're going to do something and plan something. It's so there the needs rock, to be some basically pissed you, off military people. So mm. what about if they are going to therapy and counselling and they're all working through this and, you get, and then you can put in some new faces that you haven't seen before as well as you know, Forrest Whitaker or McGinley walking through the door and they'd be going through this and they're trying and they're trying and they're trying and at the end they're just having a drink at the end of the day just like, fuck it, this is not working. This is not working, is it? No, what are we born to do? We're born to fucking kill. Right, 
and therefore they go off the rails like that. So I think if you if you take a, a good PTSD angle and treat it semi-seriously around that, and then you could go off on there and they can have a breakdown. Yeah, I think it's believable as well. And it's very sympathetic to a lot of modern ideas around, you know, lack of care for soldiers, mm. lack of support. Absolutely. Um, funding, funding. Yeah. You know, you take away... In fact, that could be an angle as well. The funding could get withdrawn from their group. That could be the, uh, yeah, the sort of turning point for Chris, for Charlie Sheen's character, where, you know, you've got some nutters, you've got like some re- people that are real hit hard by it with, you know, uh, like John C. McGinley or whoever it is saying, we, we, need to, we need to fight back, we need to tell the government that, you know, get yeah. fucked. And all we, he's saying, no, 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 and then the funding gets pulled, uh, final straw, Absolutely. and, you know, they take a stand. Exactly. I on like the e- that. On how, the eve of the millennium. millennium. That's a great idea. <laughs> the eve of the millennium. Oh, now, now, now everyone's loving the millennium idea. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> just shoehorn it in there. How about we could yeah. go one step further and their funding wasn't going to be pulled until the leader of this little breakaway gang did something to pull some strings in Washington to get it pulled to have an excuse to have his terrorist attack. They discover that um, like halfway Ooh. through when it's the point yeah. of no, when they've already passed the point of no return. Yeah, they, disco- they, they discover it that one of them's actually done it all. He's contrived the whole fucking. Yeah, thing. that'll be that'll be uh, old Kevin Dillon, won't it? Yeah, Junior. You're not Junior. Um, yeah, his face. <laughs> that'll be old Kevin Dillon. Yeah, all right. Johnny Drama. Dillon's in. Yeah, you know, Bunny. Yeah, he's a twat. Okay, great. So we've got the bones of a story. Then I like that idea. So it's a semi-serious. Um, behind all of this, as with Platoon, you know, it, funding might well be struggling for PTSD and they go through and put their lives on the line for war and come back broken, damaged mentally and physically. And it's just not good enough that they're not supported. So I think that's great. Okay, so let's talk. I mean, cast-wise, it gives us the benefit. We can pull back who we want. But I'm thinking what we need is some new ex-Army uh, Vietnam. You know, like, who would you cast as troubled... Marine or troubled Nam vet that could come in. Michelle Rodriguez. (laughs) Interesting. Vasquez. Interesting. Interesting. What? So you're thinking it's not just this platoon that um, that are are involved? Yeah. So you've got this. You've created this hotbed, haven't you? Where uh, this? What are we calling it? This PTSD sort of like you know Vietnam. uh, Yeah. Support. You've created this support group. It would be a hell of a coincidence if it was just the people from this very specific (laughs) platoon that that attend it. So yes, I think that you 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 fill it full of other uh, you know Nam vets and fuck it, dude. You could pull in just Nam, just Nam. No, no, anything. Anything Korea, go, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The whole, the whole kit and caboodle. Oh, absolutely. After oh, yeah. getting the older, oh, seems like Morgan Freeman's going to be in it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you can have younger people as well. Afghanistan, Iraq, hundred percent, exactly that. I mean, it's yeah. a very relevant Channing ta- thing. Channing Tatum, yeah, got it. It's a seriously relevant thing in light of what's going on in the world, and and you know, there's a lot of people that I think are in need of that at the moment. So, absolutely, we can pull in whoever you want. We just got to think of troubled. Nam or war veteran, troubled war veteran. Go for your life. Who are you thinking? Let's just pull in some extra Den- people. Denzel. Denzel. Ooh, lovely. Yeah, yeah lovely. Denzel, nice. Denzel would be good. Is he the right nice. age with the Nam boys as well? Would he be a now like with this these like broadly? It's difficult because yeah. we've got to set it at yeah. one time. The original set at one you time. You could do Iraq War. He could be an Iraq War. You know. I think it's, he's it's about. Right, I think he's about right. It must be a similar age to Charlie Sheen. So lovely. It probably works. John, give me someone. Who do you want to put him? Um, how about Dev you Patel? Say- that, he's, he's, sure? 
He's a, Brit, he's a British guy. He's just come back from Afghanistan. He's gone to America to set his life up differently, but he can't get away from it. He's still traumatized, so he goes to the PTSD support. You group. justified his place very quickly. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> but I, I have to say, I tell you what, I fucking hate Dev Patel. He's, oh, he's a wet letter Patel, to me. Patel's in. Joe, who you got? Um, <clears throat> bit predictable, this, but I quite like it. You say Tom Hardy or Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> I'm going to fucking scream. <laughs> no, and I actually don't know if we've ever cast this man before. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I thought about him. Yeah, because um, if his uh, war sort of, I don't know why, but like his, you know, his war stuff in uh, the beginning of Iron Man. Avengers. Yeah. Um, yeah, happy with that. He'd like, he'd, he needs um, a serious role because, you know, it'll be like the Renaissance after, well, his second Renaissance, I suppose. I know, if, you think about, if you think about the, the actors that were very, very, very famous at the time this film was made, it was, I guess, John, Johnny Depp, was he famous? Weird, yeah, weird, we, weird to have him not, in No, film. young cameo, not not even niched his potential yet. Well, he's, it, off jump, he's Jump Street, wasn't he? Off, um, you know, that, that we, and like. Nightmare on Elm Street as well. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah. but he was just starting out and obviously his name's at the beginning of the credits, he's got a small role in this, but you sort of don't know because everyone's famous face is kind of so difficult to see and sometimes mm. in this film kept on because he, tra- he translates at one point <laughs> so it's just like i forget you forget he's in the film and you're like all oh, right johnny depp's translate <laughs> it's yeah, just like weird. johnny depp's there really, really weird um, so we're having johnny depp then yeah no because he he gets killed off oh, oh what a shame. Uh, doesn't he don't we see him die that's the one bit of acting that he's allowed to do we've seen him die him many die. times joe <laughs> um yeah he he dies so be, i think you know, but He'd have been perfect as well because he's sort of he's a bit trippy at the minute, isn't he? So you might have um, might yeah, be believable. I've got, one. Lot, he? I got one, Norton. Ed Norton. I don't love it. <laughs> Great. Right. I was going to say Graham or. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was thinking we need a president. We have Graham Norton as a president. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Who cares? Right. So, film title. What we're going to call it? Unfinished business. Woo. <laughs> Platoon, PTSD. Platoon 2, Unfinished Business. And look, he's not... This time it's poor. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's a bit... <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> this time it's poor. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, go with it. And let's face it, <clears throat> Oliver Stone, he he didn't mind pissing all over the original Wall Street. He went he, went, right. he went back in there. He could do this. Here's, here's, here's what I think. I think you've got multiple uh, people from multiple platoons going into the uh, support group. I think you call it platoons. It's the coming together of lots of different platoons from like, you know, Vietnam to do this terrorist attack. What's the tagline of platoon? The first, is it the first casual, why do we call it? Casualties of War because in Platoon is well, the first casualty there's already, of war. There's already, already been a movie called that that's a, well, that's a Vietnam film I think Jay it was Fox a Nam film yeah, yeah. it's really rapey. as good as The Thin Red Line it's a rapey one um, uh, Sean, yeah. Sean Penn and Michael J Fox yeah yeah. Sean, oh, right, Sean okay, Penn's great. terrifying isn't it so we're calling it what what's it could have called it Platooned no, platoon. Platoon. Um, <laughs> How about platoon? Platoon returns, Joe. You usually uh, fly the flag of that. I, like I, quite, I, quite, I thought I came into this thinking platoons was quite good, but it didn't get a very good response. So, what with um, a Z? With a Z, yeah. <laughs> I say, new rap album, new drill, new drill album, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and this poster is just all of them just having a great time. Thumbs up with the with the big ball coming down at, and Times Square on New Year's Eve. It's just and like Mariah Carey singing or Madonna or someone. But McGinley, huge cigar out the side of his mouth, winking at the camera. The poster's just a big selfie. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, but Platoon's great. Okay, is Stone in for this, director-wise? Well, like I said, he he didn't mind um, coming back for Wall Street, so why not? Bring him back. All right, bring him back. So, Platoon's, Stone, you know, a couple of casts. We've got uh, Norton's in there. Denzel's in there. Chamolet's in there. Dev Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., Dev It's all there, isn't it? What I don't know is who's brave enough to pull the bare bones of this story out of the ashes and do a pitch at the end. Uh, John. Um, All right, so... For so, by some just pure amazing coincidence, everyone that was in Nam in <laughs> Platoon who lives in the same place and goes to the same support group, and they all realise, oh yeah, this is our situation's really shit, and we ain't got any money. The government's fucking us over again, like they do. And Dev Patel's there, being like, all right, mate, I'm here from England. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trailer. No, it goes to black platoons coming 21. <laughs> no, it'd be um, like the trailer would be like, you know, it says platoons, then it just always has a little bit at the end. It'd be Dev Patel like, hello, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and he's got the cocktails out for the New Year's Eve. Bang, coming um, soon. <laughs> hang on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. Is this your pitch? Yeah, it's my pitch, yeah. All right, cool. And then, um, so they're all in the support group. There's people from, this. mainly the main characters are the, the friendly faces, the familiar faces we know from Platoon. Um, but there's some other war, veterans from other wars there, including Robert Downey Jr. and Denzel Washington and Dev Patel and Ed Norton. Um, Graham Norton is the president of the United <laughs> States and it's 1999. <laughs> And it's, who, was, who was president in 1999? Clinton? It was still Clinton, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I think. So Bill Clinton is actually the president, but he's played by Graham Norton. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, everyone's just right fucked off with what with the treatment that they're getting the soldiers. And um, they're like, this has got to change. If it doesn't change, guys. And who is it that's a ringleader? Maybe like... It's like, guys, if this doesn't fucking change on blowing up the White House, I expect you, we were there lying face down in the mud. And if you're not with me on this, then you don't, then I can't. I, everything we've ever been through is meaningless. And they're like, all right, mate, yeah, yeah. And then he, <laughs> he, he makes a call to the inside, to the White House, to somehow uh, get all the funding pulled. So the, Clinton didn't even want to do it, but McGinley's made it happen. He's like, yes, I've, I've got it. Quite, and then he, quite, and then quite it, powerful, considering in the whole argument is that they're not yeah, being heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a direct line to there the president. There are no plot holes let him, in this. Let so him go on. No, no, yeah. This isn't the only and, plot hole. Come um, on, John. Forrest Whitaker's there. Forrest Whitaker's like got his head screwed on. So he thinks something's a bit dodgy, but he wants to be with the lads. He's the camaraderie. He hasn't felt it since the war. This is soothing his PTSD. Will it, will it, willing to um, blow up the White House for the lads. <laughs> A minute, you know, who could walk through the door if Forrest Whitaker's there, Forrest Gump could come in. He was in Nam. Uh, oh, yeah, Tom Hanks is in it. Yeah, I forgot about him. He's 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 the counselor at the PTSD sessions. And, oh, and, um, and um, so they all got this plan. McGinley reveals a plan at New Year's Eve at Times Square because no one suspects you, just like hide in plain sight. They're doing the plan at Times Square, the ball's coming down, they're doing a they're doing a they're rising their champagne glasses to the camera, they take them, and no one knows a true horror of this picture these are the people that just a week later going to block the white house going to block clinton go blow up ed norton um graham norton um, and yeah we didn't actually talk about how they blow it up i assume they tunnel under it and get some bombs in and blow the shit out of it from below or something like that um i assume as gra- well and, <laughs> and uh yeah so i guess they blow it up 
Oh, no. Maybe they don't blow it up. No, maybe they don't blow it up. They find out in the end that McGinley has been dicking him over and he's lied. So he gets killed by Charlie Sheen. And he's like, shouldn't have fucked us over like that. I wish you died in Nam. And Dev Patel comes in with the drinks and that's the end. Platoons. Well, well done, mate. (laughs) Forrest Gump and Tom Hanks. That's a bit of a late winner there, isn't it? Well, what would you have done? Uh, I'm sure you you wouldn't have done it in the first place, would you, Platoon 2? But we did. And we want to hear from you. What would you have done? Uh, Nice to have you along, guys, as ever. If you can rate us five stars, that's brilliant. But, you know, we've got some good stuff coming up and we love having you here. Take care, guys. Cheers. (laughs) 